Hey, welcome to another episode of I Am We Are Black Family Talk, the podcast where we talk about everything for the culture. I am Yamina, mother, social entrepreneur, philanthropist, and artist with my co-host. This is Mr. Just Another Black Man Trying to Make It in America. Today we are talking about black businesses. And we have some special guests. We have Mr. J and Shannon. And we want to talk about not only our businesses, but the what support looks like in the black community or lack thereof. And um, I'm going to start first by introducing Shannon, letting her talk about what she does um, in her business and how support looks for her. Hi, I'm Shannon. Um, I have a baking business called Destiny Catering, Your Sweet Destiny. I'm also a chef certified. Um, I'm co-owner of a restaurant called Heaven Cafe, but I realized a few years ago that I was more into baking than I was into cooking actual food. Not that I can't burn in the kitchen, but (laughs) I just realized I was more interested in cooking and being on my own time versus somebody else's. Do you have an Instagram? I do. It's Destin underscore catering. And um, I also have a Facebook, Destin Catering. Well, I have an issue with just not all black businesses, but I feel like we always have to have um, let's see, how do I say this? A reason to support them. Not just because, you know, it's my fellow, my friend, or, you know, somebody else in my community that is doing something for themselves. It's how their attitude, how's their product. They don't do, um, they don't do well when I'm trying to communicate with them. Like, it's always a reason why you don't support somebody versus why you should support somebody. Okay, so I have to say, I absolutely agree with that. It's it's almost like um, when it comes to black businesses, people have to feel like they have to have something out of it first before they support you, whether they need a sample or they need a discount or they need to try you out first. And I, I'm always saying, well, do you go to CVS and say, well, let me open this pack of mascara and see how my lashes look Correct. before I buy this Maybelline? No, you buy it, you like it or you don't. And But you have it and you don't think twice. But when it comes to black businesses, it's always like, but what can you do for me? convince me that you are worthy of my dollar so so how does your support look how is your support system around your business i've been open for about i'd say about four years now and it's more of a oh let's see the hurricane when was that um last year mm-hmm. um originally i went to high school and you know middle school in savannah and a lot of people, because the hurricane was so close down there, they came up this way. And because I'm still co-owner at the restaurant, people always let me know, oh, you know, if I live down there, if I come in town, I'm always stop by. Mm-hmm. Everybody, because this was such a major hurricane, they came up and I saw all kind of, I'm at Lenox, I'm at Atlantic Station, not one person that I knew, that I went to school with, that I grew up with, came and stopped by the restaurant. And 
it was, I didn't say anything, but you know, I made it available. I even made my house available, you know. If anybody needs someone to stay, I'm available. If you're in town and you want something to eat, which we were doing a lot of, a lot of things for the people, you know. We were giving out a lot of food and water and things like that. And not one person hit me up or decided to stop by. So, um, so I see a lot on, so I'm in a couple of groups on Facebook, like black business groups. And, and I see that is a common theme amongst, um, black businesses and their family and friends. And so I'm going to say my own personal experience. So I've been, I say I've been an entrepreneur my, all my life, but definitely a full-time one since, um 2013 i graduated school 2013 um opened up a practice a tax law practice i do contracts as well and so everybody knows that everybody you know most people have something to do with taxes you're an adult you work you pay taxes um and then i know a lot of people who are you know going into business thinking about it you know they know i consult businesses help them start help them with their legal contracts but it's almost as if because we know each other it's like um well no i don't want to go to you i want to go to someone else which is the oddest thing because you would think that they they'll know you have their back you are going to serve up your best service mm-hmm. um but instead they decide that somebody else's is better because they know you i don't know it's because they know your start um and so they feel like we don't have to support so i've had i've been in business for several years i can tell you right now that there are only about two or three of my large family members and friends who are actually my clients. Um, everybody else is just like random people, you know, I have never even met. Word of mouth, actually, a lot of my clients come from word of mouth from a friend, friends, who mm-hmm. tell their friends and tell their friends, but even my, my other family members and close friends don't even so much as share this information um, my with people. family. I can say my immediate family, like mom, dad, sister, mm-hmm. brother-in-law, they support me the most out of anyone. My, I have two best friends. Mm-hmm. I, don't know, I don't like to use that word too loosely, but those are my two sisters. Mm-hmm. Those two, beyond a doubt, they'll do, I just had a pop-up shop, everybody came down. When it came to, and this was an, I had a pop-up shop, and it wasn't supposed to be just black businesses. I wanted to be more small businesses, you know. And right. I called it the Destined for Greatness um, pop-up shop, and I saw a video of Issa Rae, and she talked about how she networks across rather than up. You know, right. She could call Tyler Perry, but. Why not? She has a friend next to her that does film. Exactly. She has somebody she knew growing up who does acting. So why would I, you know, I can go up. Right. I obviously, you know, I'm co-owner in a restaurant. I got plenty of people, you know, I can contact. I'm a chef. But instead, I knew I have my friend that does makeup. I have a friend that does hair. I have a friend that sells clothes. I have a friend that is a photographer. 
everybody, I gave everybody complete notice. You know, I'm all about being professional. So five months in, I asked anybody if they wanted to do it. I let them know at this time I'll collect payments, which I only did um, $35 for to be a vendor. Right. Versus now I see that was too cheap. <laughs> I went on the black business. Yeah. <laughs> the group in $75. I was like, oh, okay, you know. I did something at my church. It was $114 to be a vendor. Mm-hmm. I got more support at the church event, which is I didn't know I was gonna get, than I got at my pop-up shop. Two of my vendors didn't even show up. One didn't even pay, and the others didn't show up. And these are people I grew up with. People, it, I wasn't doing it for me. Mm-hmm. You know, my name was on it, but I wanted to showcase other businesses. Right. Because I'm, like I said, I'm all about networking across. I don't need to try to find the best hairstylist out there. I'm my friend. You know somebody. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't need to go to this girl over here to do my nails. I have a friend that does my nails. You know, I yep. make sure I support everyone. And I, but does it, it doesn't come it doesn't full come circle. It, exactly. It doesn't come back with that same support. And you know what? I always wonder if... If it's one of those things where people feel like you are successful enough, you have made it enough that you don't require support. Um, and so they decide to, you know, go elsewhere. But then again, I'm just like, but you go to Walmart like every day and they are like a billion dollar industry. So I don't really know where it comes from, but it's just almost like I can support 1000 people. And out of that 1000, one person may turn around and, you know, want to support something I'm doing. You know, I have the same few people who want to support my cause. And unless I'm giving them something, you get what I'm saying? Unless it's something in them in it for them um it's just almost non-existent and so i hate to see it in the in and you know so i am one of those people i hate to you know say it's a black thing you know i'm always when i just hate to stereotype the whole thing but of course you go by your experiences Mm -hmm. and my customer base um is it more? Is it is more black? Um, even if it's not inten- it's not intentional. Yeah. It just works out like that. I, you know, it just happens. Um, even with the conferences. So we were talking about you know your bakery and my conference, mm-hmm. and um, so with the conference, it's all it's a group of women. You know, and we just talk about everything empowerment, whether it's business. Um, overcoming abuse whether it's personal development whatever it is we're talking about it and so i literally market this as women's empowerment it's not black women's (laughs) empowerment it's not the black face so it's just literally women's empowerment but then the only people who show up are black women and mind you i don't care you know i'm all for it but it's 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 amazing to me that i had a white woman um I put out there, you know, for vendors, and she asked me, um, can other races attend? And I'm thinking, like, when did I say they couldn't? You know, it's the weirdest thing. So, yeah, my client base happens to be predominantly black, and it's just, that's how it works, and I'm all for for it. Um, But even when... um, because I don't think I get the support from other races and other people, I still stay in a box, so to speak. Um, I could agree. Because it's only gonna go so far. 
you know, your network only goes so far and then the people who you um, have as clients now aren't always constantly sharing and giving a good word, then you kind of stay within that little realm of the people you work with. Yeah. Well, my bakery business, I realized now that you said that, I've not had one person outside of my race, African-American person, that has ordered from me that was a And who doesn't eat sweets? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Exactly. But at the restaurant, which is where when we first saw the building, um, we were just looking around. We didn't even sign the lease yet. Uh, A white lady came up to us and she was at the beauty salon a few doors down and she said, oh yeah, it's gonna rent out this place. He said, yeah. She's like, oh yeah, serve up some good, um, some good southern food, some collard greens and fried chicken. <laughs> she didn't ask us what her name was. Oh goodness. She didn't ask us, you know, what if it what we were doing. She just she automatically just assumed, assumed that we were gonna serve fried chicken and collard greens. And watermelon. <laughs> and watermelon Kool-Aid. So, okay, so switching the subject on the businesses. Um do you find that, and I, we, we touched on it at, you know, at the beginning, but do you find that um, your client base always wants a discount? Or do they want some kind of hookup? I think they do. Or they and don't want to the, support if they don't get it. In the beginning, it. I knew to get myself out there, I did a few free things. Mm-hmm. You know? Or I might say, oh, you know, don't make a cake for your birthday. Don't go buy a cake. I'll, I'll give you one just to get my name out there. And then as I got better at my craft, mm-hmm. I said, oh, okay, you know, I put, gotta put this degree to work. You know, I did what thou know with the color. Exactly. I have, to, I have to start going up. It's not that I'm, I need the money. It's just that I'm good at what I do. And I feel like this lady, it's, you know, you, you know your worth. Mm-hmm. They don't expect a discount, but it's more of a, a cake cost that much. I can get it from Publix for this. Public is, you know, a corporate name. Mm-hmm. I'm a small business. I work within my home. Mm-hmm. So they don't necessarily ask for a discount. They're just surprised, like, oh, that's how much a cake costs. Do you think you lose yeah. customers <laughs> once they find out how much it costs when it's I, out? Sometimes it used to bother me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I did. But now it's like, oh, well, you know, somebody else is going to come along. You learn that it's not your client base, right? That's, it's not the person it's I not, want to do business with. Absolutely. So we are going to bring our guys in who are on the opposite side of the business women. Um, And what are your thoughts on, first of all, small black businesses in general? Like, Well, to be honest, I'm going to, it's not my thoughts. It's just, I'm going to let the listeners understand this so that you, we can support each other a whole lot more. Yes, we can go to Walmart and get a, pe- get a pack of paper for a dollar. And if you come into my store, which is a black store, it's going to be a dollar fifty. Just like Shannon said about her catering business. And they said it costs, it costs money for me to get that paper there. It can cost Walmart 30 cents to get that paper there to sell you for a dollar. And for me to get that same paper there that Walmart have, it's going to cost me 70 cents. We as black people need to understand that we need to support each other a whole lot more so that we can grow 
as a company, as a brand, and as a people. Because once we do, we'll see a whole lot more of each other getting further. That is the whole reason why segregation stopped. It did not stop because they were they finally decided that black people and white people were equal. It did not stop because they said, oh, he's man and she's woman and we can make it work. It did not stop because of none of that. When Martin Luther King did that bus boycott and they learned how much money that black people really spent out there in the world is when they decided to make things not segregated anymore. Mm-hmm. The first person to get <clears throat> deported out of the uh, out of the USA was Marcus Garvey, was a Jamaican. He did nothing wrong. The only thing that man did is come into America, spend millions of dollars in New York to get black people to understand that they need to support one another and stay with each other. And at the end of the day, he was he was deported just because of that. He did nothing illegal. So I will tell you that I won't say the white people, but societies out there, the Indian, the Chinese, every other nation, but our nation's biggest fear is for that us as black people really unite and stick together to build each other. Because once we build each other, no one can tear us down because nobody in America spends more money than black people. So again, stay together and learn to understand. Yes, this man, yes, the corner store downstairs that's owned by a black man is gonna cost 50 cent more than the one across from the Indian man. But understand that Indian man have an Indian family and an Indian backup and Indian ancestors that's sending him money to make his things cheaper. When we're trying to build a life here and compete with, and, and um, work with each other to build a life with each other. So that's all I have to say about that because I, I own my own business, but I deal with a bunch of different type of people, different cultures, different races, everything. So I'm a mix. Yes, I deal. I, yes, most. Well, I buy and sell cars. And at that time, most of my, my most of my customers were either Spanish, black. I can I had white customers, but they were my high end, and not because they wanted to spend more money. It's just that people with money end up buying things with money. Poor white people, if you if, to be honest, is more ignorant than rich white people, and a lot of people won't understand that until you go through it. And again, I'll say it: poor white people is more ignorant than rich white people. Because rich white people understand it's about the dollar. Poor white people try to bring it into everything else that they don't understand, and they're trying to make it look like they understand. Like it's crazy. So I have to just go back to what Jay said about the reason it costs more at your local mom and pop store than it does at Walmart. And this is what people need to understand, no matter the race, but especially in your own black communities. The reason it costs more is because it's all about your resources. If you cannot buy things in bulk by the millions and the thousands, and you're buying a hundred items, they're gonna give you a discount. The wholesaler is going to give you a discount, but they're gonna give you a 1% discount. But if you change that $100 volume, I mean a hundred volume to a million volume, they're gonna give you a 50% discount, a 60% discount because you're buying more, you're gonna consistently buy more, but the only way you can buy is if you have those resources, if you have the backing, if you have, capital and if you don't you have if the 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 ones who are at home 
starting their businesses, using their own personal money from their jobs or their savings accounts to buy money, they uh, buy things. They cannot buy a million dollars worth of products. They have to buy small at a time. So therefore, the cost is going to be greater for them. And so the cost has to be greater for you or they will never make a dollar. So yes, you may pay 50 cent more, but that 50 cent turns into supporting an actual family, not a billion dollar industry. That's paying somebody's rent. That is helping somebody keep their doors open, their life on. And so that 50 cent that you're complaining about really has helped somebody more than you can even imagine. Even just getting their money back and not going into the hole. So instead of saying that, because I, I hear this so much that, oh, I don't buy from black businesses because they're always trying to cheat people and they charge too much. They're charging what they can afford to charge you. And a lot of times they're charging you way less than they should, to be honest. I know so many people who are under um, valuing themselves only to give you a discount when they are almost just breaking even and not really coming out of that. So when you really think about when you're supporting small businesses in general, but small minority businesses, think about who you support. You don't support an industry. You support their child, their household, you know, their regular necessities. That's what you support when you support a small business. And then they can bring in, you know, th those are the same people who then go hire Bob, you know, not Bob. It'll be <laughs> it'll be Brandon from down the street to come work part time. Now they just boosted the economy by giving somebody else a job. Because when I hire, I'm hiring the single mom who doesn't really have, you know, an education or an income. She really doesn't have that. She's been at home, you know, for most of her life. I mean, I had an employee at one time that I paid her her monthly salary and she said that's the most she had had in years and I didn't know that but she was a stay-at-home mom and so to see a check of what wasn't that much it was so much to her and that means so much to me but at the end of the day don't look at it like oh you're charging me more or you're doing this to try to be underhanded because you're black no one is doing it be being underhanded because we're black we're doing it because we need to break even and we need to keep our lights and our doors open so just remember that when you think about why something costs more it's all about the resources that they have behind them and of course walmart has banks and billions behind them so they can buy whatever whenever versus the person who's using their five thousand dollars in their savings account and again look at it at who's feeding into your community Yes, that corner store is going to be 50 cent more, but that's the same corner store you can maybe go to and say, hey, I don't have the money right now. Could you credit me? Absolutely. And they will, they will look at you because you come to their store and they know you and they, they're personal with you because they've built a relationship with you. It's easier to give you that little 5 or $10 credit. You go to Walmart, you don't have that penny to pay that machine. It's going to tell you that you cannot walk out that store until that one cent is being paid. Absolutely. And we and we need to remember that so that we can support each other, so we can build a relationship, so our business can move forward as a people, and we can move forward as a people to get our life better as a people, as a community. And that's real. Like, at the end of the day, you don't care how many friends or whatever you have, but if you could put out... Like say I want to start a t-shirt line and sell shirts, it's going to cost me to buy the t-shirts, it's going to cost me to pay somebody to print the t-shirts, it's going to probably cost me to promote that t-shirt. So even if I bought that t-shirts for a dollar, you know what I'm saying, I'm not going to pay the printer $10 to print the shirt. So if I say my shirt is $25, $30, 
and then you look look at me and be like, man, that's too much. But then you could turn around, you know what I'm saying, not to take a shot at Kanye and buy some shit that he put out for three, four hundred dollars a t-shirt that got holes in it. You know what I'm saying? That's like it's like crazy. But it goes back to like we are so programmed and like what Jay said, like, yo, the black community spend at least a billion dollars a year on shit that we don't need. Cause I see this every day. It don't matter where I'm at. Miami, New York, Chicago, Atlanta, LA, whatever. Niggas who have on the freshest J's for $300 and they so happy that they got it on, but then you jumping on the bus. Like, I don't understand that. You spend $200 on a belt and then just to show the belt, you got your pants sagging and then it's like, Okay, I'm gonna put a bill out, but then you won't support me. Be like, nah, give me a discount. But you still walking to Macy's, Dillers, Saks, wherever to buy the same belt for two, three hundred dollars, and I'm selling mine for a hundred. And you look at me like, nah, I can't do that. So it's like, you know, going back. This is my opinion. I don't think it's gonna stop because when you have these entertainers that make it, and you got these companies that's giving them money. To do that You know what I'm saying Like The skinny jeans And all that stuff Like that Yeah I'm gonna give you Two million dollars To wear skinny jeans And then you got The young generation Going out to buy The skinny jeans And like yo I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy I'm the same jeans I'm selling Be like nah Your shit ain't name brand I'm not finna rock that So it's just It's a devil It's like a, a Double edged sword You know what I'm saying You playing devil's advocate You, you It's not like You gonna win You can't So if nobody Wants to support you Fuck them just keep doing what you do. Stop posting, oh, my friend don't support me. Go out there and just support everybody. If you, know, you can't sell to the black community, sell to the Chinese, sell to this, sell to that, sell to whoever, just to get your money. And I guarantee you, once you get on, look how much people gonna come around and be like, damn, hey man, let me, let me is, get on with that. But the truth is, <clears throat> they have to get on. So they, they're gonna need support regardless of what, because it's so much harder for them to walk into a bank, even with the best business plans, and get a loan for $100,000 or a million dollars. They can't do that. A lot of minorities in general can't do that. Even with the credit, even when they say do all these things right, as soon as people look at them, they are going to find a way to deny that access. Um, and so I'm gonna just change the subject just a little bit um, and talk about giving black businesses the benefit of the doubt. So in this Facebook group, I see a lot of complaints like um, if they have an issue with a black business, they may not agree. Oh, they're going to call it out and tell you not to spend your money with them and they are a scammer. But sometimes when you look at what happened, it's literally a small disagreement. You may have not agreed with something and they put them on blast. It's like you're trying to ruin them for something so small. I mean, I had went into Walmart and I, you know, I be talking about Walmart cause you know, I hate Walmart. So I'm just gonna put that out there. That's why I'm talking about Walmart. Um, but I go into Walmart, they have 30 registers. They have two people working. The line is down the, the aisle. I'm pissed off because I have two things and I'm waiting for 30 minutes to check out. And I still am not going to lie, when I need my last little clutch stuff, I go back to Walmart. Even though I have so many complaints about Walmart. I complain about Walmart every time I go into Walmart. But then you see people 
when it's a black business and they have one complaint, they tell you don't support them, I'm never going back. What happens to giving them the benefit of the doubt? Because I'm not going to sit there and believe that you go to any other business in this world, any big chain business that you didn't have a issue with and you just stop supporting them all together. You have an issue, you complain about it, and you go back next yeah. week tomorrow but when it comes to black small businesses you like don't support them um they're unprofessional they're scammers they did this they did that even when it's not that deep you just simply know that they're a black business and what you say can ruin them and then you decide to ruin them i don't understand where that comes from what she says is 100 percent right but i will add this to black business owners because i've just witnessed this the other day I would say black business owners, no matter who, your race, another race, or any race come in, if they disrespect your business, disrespect your product, or disrespect what you have, the only thing you have to say to them is thank you and goodbye, or I hope to see you again. Mm -hmm. Please don't get upset. Please don't say anything out of order, because that is one difference I will say that is between a black and a white business. We can go into a white business and say, hey, this is too expensive. You know what they will say to you? Thank you. Have a nice day. Do you want to see anything else? That is it. And we'll walk out. When we go into a black business, it's either we want to show out because it's so expensive and why are you doing this and you're trying to rip us off? Why? Because we're the same color. We're trying to get a discount because that's how we feel. And vice versa. Like, I'll back to the black business owners. When a customer tells us something is so expensive, we're ready to get defensive and want to get upset and curse them out and... All of that is unnecessary. Professionalism is key. If yes, it's one thing that I've learned, do not misvalue yourself. If you're knitting a sweater and you feel that sweater that you knitted is $80, 10 people can come before and tell you it's worth $20 or $15 for them. The only thing you can do is either say, okay, I will go down and sell it to you for that, or say, thank you, have a wonderful day. Because if it's anything I've learned and all I do is really sell, all I do is sell, and if anything I learned, everything has its owner. Everything has somebody that wants somebody to buy it from them. If you will look at a junk car, somebody's buying somebody's scrapyard car for $15,000, something that you wouldn't even spend $2 on. What they say, value is whatever people put on it. So you may not value it, but somebody else will. So, so do not value. devalue yourself, and as a business owner, please... Keep your self-respect. That's all I would say. Keep your respect of yourself and definitely of your business. Because the other day I went into a restaurant. A guy was selling two pieces of meat of chicken, two pieces of chicken, and one scoop of rice for $5. Mind you, I could have went anywhere else and spent my $5 and got way more food than that. All I said was thank you. Somebody else came in right after me and said, oh, that's too expensive. I went somewhere else and it was cheaper. That same business owner, oh, you're cheap and you're black and you're this and you're that and I can't. Me personally, yeah, I bought his food and yes, I saw that happen, but I am never going back to his store because of how he treated them. I don't care what a customer says to you. You respect them and you honor them because they came into your establishment to spend their money that they worked for no matter how they got it. So at the end of the day, respect people. And trust me, your business will respect itself and flourish. But you stop respecting people, you're not going to go nowhere but either stay stagnant or fall. And being stagnant is falling slowly. So as a business owner, I will tell all my fellow business owners as black people, please respect yourself 
I respect every single one of your customers, no matter how they come in, upset, hateful, angry, happy, respect them. Because that same angry person, that same person you can't deal with, that same person that just gave you the worst 10 minutes of your life in that day, is that same person that can come back and bring you 40 customers. And I've learned to experience, I've lived, I should say, to experience that. That the people that I thought I would never hear from, that I couldn't stand, that me and them had the biggest issues, are still now my best customers that I've ever had. So again, respect any and everyone, because they might be having a bad day. And you being nice to them, made that bad day become a whole lot better. And they know they treated you bad. And because they know they treated you bad, they're gonna treat you a whole lot better the next time they see you. So as a business owner, I will teach you that from white people. No matter what happens, stay cordial, stay respective of yourself and definitely of your business. Because if you're the owner and you're at your business, you represent what your business name is. So do you wanna share anything about your business before we go? Well, I do catering and I buy and sell cars. So that's what I do. So within dealing with both, I deal with a whole lot of different type of people. With my catering, I can say I deal with majority American and white people because I do island catering food type. Um, I'm, I specialize in island catering because that's the type of food I mainly cook. But coming to find out, I have more Americans and white people, to be honest, that love my food more than my Jamaican people, which I can't say no to because that's like anyone else that comes from where they come from, they know that their food is supposed to taste a certain way. So they're used to how their food is supposed to taste. So I can't knock what my, my audience is. But when it comes to selling cars, I have a very broad arrangement on it. I go, I go from islands to countries to white, Spanish, it doesn't, everybody needs a car, everybody needs something to spend. Yes, I have my difficulties. I'm not gonna say everything is easy. But like I said, those same people that cursed me out that told me, oh, you're selling this too expensive or, oh, this isn't right, is the same people that sent 10 or 12 people my way when they didn't buy from me. Mm -hmm. So again, like I said, I'm telling you from experience, respect and honor every single one of your customers. They can come at you and say you're the worst person in life. Just say thank you, because that's their opinion at the moment. Because you don't know how you being saying thank you, they had to go back in their car and sit back and say, you know what? I treated this person like garbage, and this person still treated me with respect. So the next time they see you, they have nothing else to do but respect you, because you're not gonna do nothing but see them the next day and say, hello sir, hello ma'am, how are you doing? Right. Although they know they just came in yesterday and gave you hell. Just because you came in, they came in the next day and you said hello, and they know that you didn't give, and the next day you treated them just the same way that they came in the first day when they were upset, I promise you. I promise you, out of 10 of them, eight of them is gonna refer you, is gonna spend their money, they're gonna come back. And they're gonna know you might be more expensive than the next person, but at the same time, they respect how you handled them and how you handled the business. So anything you gotta say, Nesta, before we close out this segment? Our shit is real, our shit is raw, our shit is authentic. We keep it 100. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> okay, so before we leave, we're gonna let Shannon um tell you her the way to contact her her business again her social media well first you can um contact me on my website www.destincatering.com and for any kind of promotional pictures um take a look at them they're on instagram um you can follow us at destin underscore catering 
also on Facebook at Destin Catering. Thank you, ma'am. And before I go, I just shout out my own business. Um, my brand is I Am Yamina Inc. with Children's Group LLC following underneath. Practice tax law, contracts, and business consulting. Um, I am a nonprofit founder for the Dream It Forward Foundation. And I host women's empowerment conferences. You can find me at IamYamina.com on Instagram, I am Yamina underscore E. Facebook and Twitter, I at I am Yamina. So we will talk to you all next time. And thanks for listening to our segment on Black Business. Yeah, stay blessed.